Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. The Bible said, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy which shall be to all people. If you know me at Christmas, this is my favorite verse. One, because good news can change a moment. One spoken word, one word from the Lord can change a situation. And I love because my, my passion since 17 years of age and had set me a call to preach was to pastor a church one day that would pastor all people. I never understood how the body of Christ could be divided. And in this verse to the shepherds, it is the promise of both things that speak to me. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. He's a healer, restorer, blesser. He does all these great things. But first and foremost, he's a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Before we pray, let me say I just received the message. So good to have a whole family who invited people over watching in Ohio. We welcome Russ and Cookie this morning. Your family, thank you for participating with us in worship. We miss you here in Florence, South Carolina. Amen? Pastor King, would you stretch your hand this way and pray over me, please? the church said amen there's a beautiful spirit in this house today amen you may be seated it's been told before but during the second world war it was noticed at one of the camps that held our soldiers day after day being in bondage day after day with no hope it was noted by the Nazi soldiers about how downcast our soldiers were but in a moment It was also noted that on one day it all changed. How they were seen behind the fences and the faces had changed. The countenance had changed. Everything behind the fence of the people that were being held captive and chained and being bound because of this war that was raging, something happened, something changed. There's something dynamic that caused even their face to change. It was noted in one one Roddy that it seemed like there was a, a, a bounce in their step or their step had changed. Suddenly in one moment, everything was different. What was different about that? Well, the soldiers that were keeping the other soldiers captive, what they did not know that there was a transistor radio that had been smuggled in. And from that point up to then, there was nothing to be happy about. There was nothing to be excited about. It seemed like most of these men would die in a prison. But on that night, news had came that the Allied forces had invaded it and landed safely. That a battle, a horrific battle was fought. And now the Allies were advancing toward Germany And soon they would be at this camp, and for the first time these men realized hope was on the way. 
And they realize at that moment, my life will probably not end up in this camp. But I see on the other side, and I realize I have a chance. Just like the shepherds found in Luke 2, these men realized that one conversation, one news listening, something spoken different than what had been or what thought could not be, now because of that it changed everything about their situation. Just one radio station's broadcast changed everything. Good news had finally came to them. When you get to Luke chapter 2, you've got to understand there have been thousands of years where man was held up under an old covenant, an old covenant that was good in the sense that it could hold man, but an old covenant that never would suffice to bring salvation to man. That's why animal after animal had to die so that we could cover sin, but only temporarily. But in Luke chapter 2, these shepherds who are out by themselves now, their life being interrupted not just by an angelic host, but by good news. Good news that came to them to say, it will never be like it has been. Everything's about to change in your world. Everything that you once held on to is about to be turned upside down. Everything that was broken, everything that through the first Adam fell, there's coming a second Adam. But this second Adam will not need another Adam because the second Adam is the second person of the Godhead. This second Adam is the Son of God. And this second Adam will come die for our sins and never sin himself. Good news can change the situation. People that had been barren praying for a child, and I've seen it over and over. In fact, this year at camp meeting, we prayed with multiple young pastors who their wife could not conceive. And since then, we had two pastor friends who now these young couples are now with child. Good news from a doctor saying, your family will no longer be two, but three. Some maybe four or five, Right? Good news. Good news to a man who's been doing his very best and he gives to God and he gives to his family, but at the end of the week, there are not enough dollars to make it ends meet and he feels less than. I come to tell you, sir, don't feel less than. You're doing the very best that you can this Christmas season. Don't feel bad that you didn't buy somebody this or that. If God's hand is on you, hold on. Keep being faithful and I promise you, there will be good news at the right time to turn your situation around. Good news. Good news can change everything. And at this moment for these soldiers through the radio broadcast, they realize the power of good news. The angel said to the shepherds, fear not. Stop being afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy. And this news shall be to all people. The shepherds' lives were invaded by good news. We need good news in America. We need good news once again in our churches we need good news in our communities. And the fact is this, we already have the good news. We just don't want the good news because we cannot fit the good news into our life anymore. But the good news has always been the same good news. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore is Christ the Lord. He is redemption for all mankind. There is no separation. There is no division. There is nothing to put him second than because he's first and he shall always be first. Look to your neighbor and say good news. And one of the reasons that I preach the gospel is because I get to look at people who are broken and barren and downcast. Children who do not have families. 
Kids who mothers have walked out of their life and fathers are no longer there. Churches who are desolate because somebody did something wrong or stole something or brought disappointment. And I'm able to preach to them, maybe not in a sermon. It might be two or three or a year. But over and over and over and over and over again to remind them of the good news that comes in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to every child to say your life is not an accident because there is good news to a church to say your church is not Ichabod because there is still good news to tell somebody who doesn't have enough to be sufficient to meet the needs that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor see begging bread. There is still good news to be presented here on this Christmas day. My favorite, favorite, without a doubt, Christmas song, Oh Holy Night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and soul felt his worth. A thrill of hope. The weary soul rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Though shepherd's life was invaded by good news. Good news for the first time that Simeon could come to the temple and realize that on the other side of his good news, and we don't ever think about this, he knew he would not see death until the good news arrived. And on that day, on that day when he went to the temple, he lifted up the Christ child and said, Behold, my eyes have seen my salvation. Good news. I've come to tell you, this good news is for you today. There are three things I want to share with you. First of all, this good news, it brought hope to all people. Look to your neighbor and say all people. For the first time, we don't have to worry about outer courts and Gentile courts and courts for this family and this tribe. For the first time, we don't have to line up because of pedigree or establishment of our forefathers. For the first time now, we don't have to stand in line to show off our medals or what we have done with the hands of man as if we created ourselves by ourselves. We don't have to compare our spiritual gifts as if we gave those gifts to ourselves. But for the first time, we can open up the church doors even though man has tried to divide it year after year and we can say to a world that's divided by politics, divided by culture, divided by color, divided by anything Satan can bring and say we have good news and it's not just for one group, it's not just for two groups it's for all people, for all time, for anybody that should come for my grandfather and my great 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 grandchildren, no matter what color they be, it is for all people good news good news that's why this church is growing because we open the doors to all people. No matter your background or what you have done, the good news I have is not for a spiritual elect of the super people that know scripture. It is not for those that have higher incomes than someone else. Those things are not bad in themselves, but the scripture is for all people. To the lady sitting by the well, to the man sitting in the tree, or to the Pharisee sitting by the synagogue. It doesn't matter. It's good news for all people. It is good news to those out there on the street who were freezing last night or to a man sitting in a three-story house, but his family's divided this morning. It is good news today. It is good news for all people. Two, the good news is that he's a Savior. Oh, he can save to the uttermost, the old church said. He doesn't just save you halfway. 
The God that I save is full of redemption. He'll save you, write your name in his book, and turn your life around. I didn't say you would be perfect, but you can be sanctified in Jesus Christ the Lord. The good news is we have a Savior. We don't have to look for another. We don't have to find redemption in any substance or feeling or style. We don't have to find salvation in another person, but salvation is found in Jesus Christ. And the good news lastly is he is Christ the Lord. He is my God personally. That's why David could say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I come to let you know that he is your Lord today. How is that possible? Because of the incarnation. Luke chapter 2 is about Christ coming to us. The incarnation refers to the manifestation of the second person of the Godhead in human flesh as the promised Messiah, yet without laying aside or diminishing, I should say, his deity. Did you get that? The undiminished deity was once and for all united with humanity, but he did not sin. That means Christ came to us in human form. Why is that important? Because he had to take on the seed of Eve, seed of Abraham, the seed of David, to show us that he was of the lineage set forth by God. He came and wrapped himself in the incarnation. Why? And I love this part. So all men can see that he is God, that he can be touched. I don't think you understand how powerful that is. That in this Christmas season, we're not of the old covenant where you're going to allow one priest to go before you and cover sin. No, you don't have to wait on Neil Nolan. You don't have to wait on a Catholic priest or Baptist pastor or Pentecostal preacher. The Bible said you could come boldly to the throne of grace wherefore you might obtain mercy because of the incarnation. For the first time, Jesus can be touched, touched first by Mary in the natural process of birth, touched second by, no doubt, Joseph, a righteous man, to understand this undertaking that must have perplexed his mind. And then to the shepherds and the wise men and those who came, they begin to see this child. It wasn't just an ordinary child. It was fully God, yet fully man had come to us. And they understand through his deity what he was about to do for all mankind. And as he grew, could you imagine them as he grew up under Joseph's care? How would you like to know that you're taking care of the Son of God? And then at the right time at 12, you take him to a temple and he amazes you. And they say, whose boy is this? For he's turning the church upside down, reading from the prophet Isaiah and closing the book. And then he would be touched not only in the church, but he would grow. And I see Jesus different. I, I, I don't get mad with me. Just let me, let me have my own Jesus if you don't like this. I don't see him as so stoic that I couldn't carry on a conversation because he's the word made flesh. You can't talk to him. You're not wise enough to talk to him. Only the priest can go talk to him. How dare you try to separate man from Jesus Christ? He's the word made flesh, the word that came to us. He is so skillful and articulate that there's no press pro professor who can outspeak him, but he's so skillful and articulate, there's no child who will not understand as he speaks so gently to the heart. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. John Mark, you might be a little late going all the way up to Seneca today. Amen. He's so, he's the word. And so for the first time, he can be touched. That's why the woman at the well understood this man's not after me to take from me. This man is after me to give me something that I've never experienced in my life. Matthew, come follow me, Levi. 
And let me show you what I want you to do. Judas, I know one day you're going to betray me, but come be part of the boys. And just to show you that I'm going to love you even until the end, I'll let you tote the money. And then one day you will despise yourself because what I trusted you with, you couldn't trust yourself. You listening? I see Jesus dancing with the children. Yes, I said that dancing. Don't get so religious that you say, oh, no, he would never. He's the son of God, and you see him staying away from the children. I see him right in the middle of children's church jumping up and down and dancing. For years, we, we were worried about the kids dancing at the church. Don't run in church. Don't touch the wall. Don't touch the book. Don't touch the speaker. Don't touch this. And then now we ask, why are there no children here? Because we never made them feel welcome to be here. Not our church. A preacher, you should give honor. I, I know give honor to the house of God. We're not going to let them get up here and tear the church apart. But I want to hear the sounds of children. I want to hear the sounds of children laughing and being joyful and jubilant. I want to know teenagers that they can come back to the church after they messed up because we allowed you to come back to the church after you messed up. It's okay. It's okay. The incarnation allows him to be touched, to be touched. Put your hand right here, sir. Put your hand, you doubt that I'm the risen Lord? Put your hand right here. Touch my side. My, Luke 24. Then our eyes now open up as he broke bread right in front of us. Now for the first time he can be touched. Even when they took him off the cross, they laid him in the tomb, he can be touched. For the first time now God can be touched by man through the incarnation. And you know what the good news is as I close? He can still be touched by man. I was going to break down what, what this did, but I'll stop there. For the first time, he still could be touched by man because of the incarnation. I have good news for you today. If you're away from God, let this be the day that you touch God again. God will come to your rescue. He'll come to you and he'll do what he, he did for me. He said, but pastor, I'm backslid. That's okay. There's a church here that will love you. Now listen. Don't leave here today like I feel it in my spirit. Somebody's going to say, that preacher wants the children to tear up the church. No, I don't. But I want them to find place. Just let them find place. We're not going to let them kick the walls out of rebellion. But a while ago when the two Tanner kids jumped off the stage, wasn't that beautiful? There was no disrespect when freedom is felt. There's no disrespect where freedom is felt. When children can say, that's my church, and that's my pastor. And no matter what I do, there's going to be a lighthouse for us to come back to. For the first time, God can be touched. I want you to touch him today. I want you to bring all your burdens to the Lord because he cares for you. I want you to realize that you don't have to walk through the season full of loneliness and depression and anxiety. I want you to know today that your sins have been forgiven, so why don't you let them be forgiven? He's already done the work for you. Now forgive yourself in Jesus' name. Amen? Would you stand with me, please? You should have already received your communion cups. If you haven't, if you'll hold your hand up, an usher or one of my staff members will come to you. Would you please pull up Luke 22? Thank you so much, Ethan. Has this been okay today? 
I want you to know that these altars are open if you don't know the Lord. If you are away from God, these altars are open. I would like to whisper good news to you today. Jesus, Jesus. The Bible said he took bread. Bread represents the body of our Lord. How was that body given to us? Luke just told you in the incarnation. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you worship with me now? Let's do this. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming to my rescue. I mentioned children a little bit earlier, but you know it's not just children. Our seniors are so important. I could see Jeanette Kriminger coming to church with the brightest orange shoes you've ever seen and a bowl of cabbage in her hand for her pastor. And coming here to this church because there's freedom. To know that without Christ, we would have been separated, but through Christ, we have been made one. The incarnation. Likewise, he also took the cup. The altars are open, folks. And after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Thank God for the blood that wiped away my sin. Would you? Now would you lift your hands with me. Father, we celebrate you in this house. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you, God, for coming and bringing good news. Only you could do that. God, I'm so thankful, God, that that good news invaded my life as it did the shepherds. And I believed it. Now today, God, all that I have of worth and value is because of you. I love you, Lord. You've been so, so good to me. I want to thank you, God, for giving me so many years with my father and my mother, my family. God, you've been so good to me. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for touching me and allowing me to touch you. And the church said, amen. Merry Christmas, Power Ministry. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.